The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. It's Thursday night, so that means it's time for your one and only Marvel Crisis Protocol pull vlog. That's right, it's wait. Did I roll a wild? Did I? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol pull vlog. I am Tim. My mic is pointed down. Let's point that bad boy back up. Up and proud. Up and proud. That's what we always <laughs> say here. Guys, it's Thursday night. That means we're going to be talking about some Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff. I am joined tonight by the ever-lovely Danielle Cole. Hello. Sitting across from me here. And we are going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Danny and Taylor this past Monday on Oh Yeah! The Power Phase right here on the Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern played uh, an ultimate encounter. We did. You tag teamed. We did. An unstoppable colossal knot. Colossal knot. Not to be confused with the... A juggersis. The juggersis. The juggersis. That's what they say. Which sounds like a juggernaut pegasus more than anything. Wow. Can you imagine? So, all right. Real quick question before okay. we actually get into anything okay. of note. Say that word again. A juggersus. A juggersus. Yes. Is it a juggernaut with a horn or a juggernaut with wings or both? I just imagined a juggernaut with a horn. Okay. That was the first image that came to my mind. Yeah. I was thinking in my mind that it was a juggernaut with wings. Oh, okay. But I don't think there's a wrong answer. Yeah. Chat, let us know. Is a, what's the word again? Juggersus. A juggersus. <laughs> <laughs> is it a juggernaut to be suspicious of? Is it a juggernaut with a horn or a juggernaut with wings? Or, or both. Is it both? Is it a juggernaut that you should be suspect of with a horn with wings? We are asking the hard-hitting questions here. We are. You're no not going to hear this anywhere else. Correct. There is no other Marvel <laughs> Crisis Protocol vlog that is asking these questions. This is what's on the hearts and minds of, you know, literally everyone, not just people that play Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah. But so we're talking about that game from Monday. We're going to talk about the new cards that came out for the Sentinel. Yes. Uh, that dropped this week from our, our lovely friends over at AMG. We are also going to be talking about one of the last LVO qualifiers of the year, Everwinter. Ugh. The biggest potentially seems like should be Marvel Crisis Protocol in-person event in the North East. That's where I'm we are, right? So excited for East it. East Coast is Beast Coast. East Coast is Beast Coast. We got all the beasts. That's going to be here in December. We are going to be there. And guess what? We're going to be giving away a couple things for those of you that might be in attendance. In addition to all that, uh, Danny and I are going to do one of the things that only Danny and I can do best. And that's rampant, wild, unresearched speculation. Oh, yes. On a potential new affiliation coming to Marvel mm -hmm. Crisis Protocol. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite uh, teams, groups, comics, titles. Uh, ever. Yeah. Villains turned good. 
just trying to do the good thing. I'm just trying. S- at least some of them are. You do love a redemption arc. I love a redemption yes. arc. Not everyone deserves one, but when they're done right, mm-hmm. they are flawless. Um, Killmonger, very specifically, uh, should have been given the opportunity yes. to have a redemption arc. 100%. Especially since he was right the entire time. Yes. But. Yep. Let's get right into it, Danny. Awesome. Yeah. Danny. Okay. Games played. Yep. Hobby thoughts. Mostly the latter. What did you hobby this week? I hobbied it up with, like you said, Taylor at yeah. Beard Dragon Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played Monday night. We played the ultimate encounter with the Unstoppable Colossonaut. How did it go? Oh, my gosh. Well, we got through a round, right? Yeah. And we were like. Well, well uh, let's, let's, let's set the okay. tone, okay. right? Okay, okay, okay. So okay. what did you bring? What did he bring? How much threat did you play? What tactics cards do you have? We played 17 threat. Like it? We, I played a leaderless X-Men affiliation because nice. I wanted to get fluffy with it. I was like, if we're stopping a Colossus juggernaut, mm-hmm. juggernaut Colossus, mm-hmm. I want to go X-Men. I want to keep it in the family, as yeah. it were. And then I thought, I don't really want to do Storm or Cyclops. And Dan's like, who, you got 17 points. Who do you want to bring? I was like, Rogue. Hands down. Oh, love yeah. Her. Love her. Beast. Yeah. No. And like, yeah. Didn't bring Beast. Oh, gotcha. So I wanted to bring Rogue. And then I was like, ooh, what if, okay, what if, because I was trying to go with like a fun, like theme list. Yeah. What if I took Miss Marvel? No, mm. Captain Marvel. Mm. Right? Because Rogue stole her powers. Yep. So they're connected. And then I wanted to take Miss Marvel, but she didn't fit with the points. Yeah. And then I was like, Wolverine, X23, Honey Badger. Hell yeah. Boom. So that's what I took. Clone bringing clones. Everybody's stealing each other's powers, cloning, mm-hmm. cloning a clone. So that's what I brought. Taylor just brought the hurt. He brought Mysterio. He brought Punisher. He brought, oh God, I can't even remember all of what he brought. Yeah. Let me look back at the screen. Those seem like super stoppable people to go up against uh, an unstoppable colossal knot. His big thing was bringing people who... wouldn't be uh, super susceptible to physical damage. Who wouldn't be super susceptible. Right. So he was like, I don't really want to like... uh, Super Giant was another one, right? Because she can only do one physical damage. Like he was kind of thinking like strategically like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I should yeah. what else we played, but I don't remember. That's actually incredibly... Interesting. Yeah. So he brought Mysterio, who you have to spend power against... Mm -hmm. To roll against his actual physical defense, which is one. Otherwise, he gets his mystic defense. Vision. And because he can't spend. Mm-hmm. All right. And vision, vision, Gamora. Was that five people? I Because we each had five. Yeah. So we ended up having like one odd person per round. All right. Who just got a, a move. Who just got the, sh- the old a, short move. Yeah, just a little short move. But it's free. Yeah, it was free. And, and when free, someone gets dead or spaghettis, for me. then you're back to nine. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Plan for the future. Yeah. So we had this great like plan. And we were executing the plan beautifully. Yeah. It was like incredible. And we're kind of like looking at each other. I'm thinking, we're not doing this right. There's no way we're playing this right. It can't be this easy because yeah. we like got him down easy. Like no okay. one had taken damage yet. And I was like, there's no way. That... And then Dan clarified in chat that we were in fact doing it wrong. Because we thought that you like every one of his activations, like three activations in a round, we thought you picked a different tower token and then he would just run. Oh, right. Gotcha. So we played the first round completely wrong. Absolutely wrong. After that, it got interesting and fun. 
Okay. You know, um, Wolverine got flipped. We did a little bit of damage to... Actually, not too bad if Wolverine yeah. gets flipped on something where you're not really scoring all that many victory points. Yeah. So yeah, not I don't terrible. hate that. We did end up winning, even though we kind of like cheated. And we both expressed certain encounters like that. If you or Dan had been there, we would have had it down. It would have not been an issue. But with yeah. both of us not really knowing what we were doing, I was like, I will absolutely play this again and try to play by the actual rules. Well, and Dan and I did the same exact thing. We played it exactly. two weeks in a row yep. because we also completely flubbed yep. a, a whole bunch of kind of the, the larger mechanics yes. on, on the first go. Yeah. Um, and we and, also agreed it would be super fun to have a third person there to really like control. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's just like what what they do. And we did try to pick because you have to pick the worst possible outcome mm-hmm. if he's attacking or whatever. Um, and that's a hard that's a hard call to make it against is. your own squad. You it, know, it is an easy thing to figure out. But yeah, a hard. Yep. I mean, what is whatever gut reaction like makes your stomach curl is like, oh, yeah, yep. that's the right one. Yep. You got it. Yep, you figured it out. And I got to do so. Um, and it's probably punching Honey Badger off the table immediately. Oh, my gosh. And it was like. She's awesome. So awesome. And like, so he would be like equidistant between two characters. And it's like, so he attacks one of them. They're both within range five. Who does he attack? And it's like, well, probably the one who has like the weakest physical defense yep. or the weakest stamina, who's like closest to going down, who act, who has not activated yet mm-hmm. to try to like get them dazed or whatever. So it was interesting I really liked it as like thinking about those kind of like strategic moves because I'm yeah. not great at that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it was a really interesting like learning experience for sure. So um, and as always, a massive shout out to our friends over at Fury's Finest. Mm. Uh, Jesse is the the gentleman that wrote this yeah. encounter. Um, and I think very specifically, we've talked with some, uh, about some of the organized play kits, right, about how they're kind of a great... Um, like icebreaker to learn how to play the game, to be able to bring someone in, especially a co-op one where you can kind of teach someone how to play, Um, especially because there's multiple difficulties. You can play on narrative over normal or some of the harder ones Mm -hmm. to give them kind of a chance to learn stuff. Um, I think very specifically in that organized play kit, the players having to choose what's worst Mm -hmm. to happen to them is actually an incredible learning experience for figuring out how to play the game as a whole. Because mm-hmm. you actually have to think about that a little bit. You can't just say, oh, well, it just attacks this. It's right. like, well, this one would hurt a lot. Right. Why? And like, Why would it hurt the most? Why would it be the most detrimental to us? Yeah. And just get in that mode. Because if you can think about it on yourself, you can apply it to other people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really like opens up your mind where like, for me, I'm not good at thinking of what the other person might do to me. I'm horrible at chess because of it, because I can't think moves ahead and I can't picture what the outcome would be. If I do this, then they can do that. I'm not good at that. That's just a really like big weakness of mine. And like you said, this is one of those things where it kind of forces you to have to do that. So you just get that practice so that you can apply that more when you're playing a regular game. So I have often found myself in the same predicament where I... For the most part, I, I, when, when, I, if I was playing Warhammer, if I'm playing Marvel Crisis Protocol, I don't actually really care what your tactics cards are, what you're bringing, or what your overall plan is. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to have to cloud my mind with mm-hmm. that. I'm just going to be disruptive. Right. To what you're doing and what you're trying to do. And that's usually all you need. Just unleashing chaos into the world. Correct. As you do. As. 
as I do. That's that's what you're known for. But it's it's a it's a neat twist. I feel like if there's anyone out there that's that's a little unconfident in feeling like they have to know exactly what what's out there, what their opponent is doing, what the meta is, just don't. Mm-hmm. Chaos absolutely ruins people's plans, uh, especially on some competitive levels. I'm not the greatest person to speak on this because I lose a lot <laughs> at, at competitive places. But listen, if they go in and they're like, you know, I run Black Order every week and this is how Black Order wins. This is how Black Order beats X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. If you're playing X, Y, or Z and you don't play as if you're playing X, Y, or Z, you're just doing your own thing. Right. Guess what you're yep. going to do? They are planning on you knowing what you're doing and you're just going to wild card them. Just go around throwing stuff. And yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just make a ruckus. It. Yep. Just make a ruckus. Um, so if you and Taylor were to play this again, similar to how Dan and I did, we learned a lot in our mm-hmm. first round and made immediate switches yes. uh, the second time we played. Are there any, is there anything that jumps out to you immediately as far as being like a, oh, well, I would do this next time? I think that I would just try to be more like aggressive with doing some Mm. damage to him because then that can like bring his little like rage tracker down as well. We didn't really do like if he once he started getting closer to the towers, that's like when we would attack. But we really kept our people like out of the middle and just kind of skirted around the outside. It's intimidating, right? You don't want to be up in his face, but you kind of want to be. Yeah. And so I feel like I would take. I would probably take the same roster. Like it was super fun. And I love Rogue. So I would mm-hmm. take her again and Honey Honey Badger and X23. Love them all. So I think I'd, all three I'd of take those them are all again. Real strong. You know? Yep. Um, and I think that I would do that. I would probably opt for a couple long movers because mm-hmm. I only had medium, except for Gamora. Taylor was also only medium movement. So it yeah. kind of like um shackled us a little bit in how far. We could move it like we didn't want to make you know, for a beeline directly across, but you kind of have want to. to. Yeah. yeah. You so. want to get over to those other towers, activate yep. them, get those suppression fields up. Yep. Um, I, and maybe swapping someone out to bring Storm as a leader. Get right. that Storm hop, be able to move people around. Yeah. It's it's odd, right? Where you're like, you want to bring people that you want to bring. Right. Without and and you're still the X Men affiliation. Mm-hmm. You can still use a lot of their awesome awesome things. Yeah. Um. But that's that storm hop just yeah. proves to constantly be so important. And we've seen that at uh, some of the events that we've streamed, where literally sometimes games are decided on a Malekith being able to storm hop, you know, to a different side of the board to right. uh, to get going. Yeah. Um. Ravensguard mentions in chat that chaos is a lack. <laughs> And that is one of my favorite quotes. I forget what it's from. Game of Thrones. Oh, it is! Yeah. Was that Littlefinger? Mm-hmm. Yeah! Sure was. Oh, yeah. I know all the characters that I really like from Game of Thrones are some of the most hated characters. Uh, but they're hated for this reason. They're hated for, yeah, for a very specific reason. Right? Everyone is so gray. The people that aren't, Ramsey Bolton. <sighs> There's no gray about him. Nope. Mm-mm. He's just trying to make his daddy proud. He yep. just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. He read the books. He knows you open people up. You yeah. torture them. Yeah, that's what you do. You break them. That's, that's what you, that's what he do. does. Yeah. So that's what he did. Uh-huh. It, it just wasn't the right call at that particular moment. It's not his fault that that was his <laughs> upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the first part of that sentence. Uh, but all right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Aw. One absolute. It's good to see you, man. I miss you, actually. Uh, but. So. 
if you were to go with a completely different roster, no mm. X-Men involved, no Rogue, okay, no Honey Badger, okay, no X-23, who do you bring? I... Are, is, is, are long movers incredibly important to that? Do you need at least one? I think or do you I make a roster one. of them? My gut reaction is Web Warriors. Ooh. And get some like movement, tactical yeah. movement, get that on there. I really, that's, that's my gut reaction. And I've never played them. So maybe the next time I do this encounter, I'll bring Web Warriors. I don't hate that, man. You know? Like, uh, especially Lifesaver with with Gwen, being able to pull people out mm -hmm. of that, like, you're about to get bulldozed. Yep. Here uh, come eight dice because he's throwing debris at you. Like, oh, my gosh. I love Honey Badger in that, too, because mm -hmm. he's so defensive. He's like fours, fives, and sixes at some points, yeah. I think, across the board. Yep. Being able to knock that down a bit, mm -hmm. do some damage, potentially, hopefully, as well. Uh, yeah, I think Honey Badger is a great pick yeah. overall. Yep, yep, she was great. Um, so hobby stuff though. Did you hobby at all this week? I hobbied not a bit. Were you adjacent week. to any hobbying? Uh, I don't think that Dan hobbied either. Were you, I don't think I know. So I you couldn't even be an accomplice to active no, hobbying. No, maybe wasn't he working on the Human Torch? That was for a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. I can't remember. It's been a weird week. So I do know that he's, I believe he's working on uh, Bully Captain America and Nick Fury for this next oh, game. Nick Fury. Yep. Um, where he's going to be running a, a more full shield affiliation with a lot of the new characters. So I think we'll see the Helen Commandos um, with Nick Fury, Dum Dum Dugan, uh, who, I mean, just triple D. You're you so excited I mean? for this. I really am. I'm excited for you to be so excited. So there's there's so few people that that reach that triple D status, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people think Daredevil. Nope. nope. A lot of people think Dylan Dyer. Nope. Nope. Dum Dum Dugan. That's three. Triple D. Also, Doctor Dylan Dyer. Ah, also hits that triple there you D. Go. Uh, Where is the Biscuit Gangster? Right. With the triple D. With the triple okay. D. <laughs> it's in route this monday dan and i will be playing um we're hoping to maybe have some hydra stuff up as well but at least all of the new shield stuff will be there so we're super stoked for that as far as hobbying stuff i have a bunch of cats in my garage do i want them there the answer to that riddle is no but <laughs> it's not really a riddle <laughs> it's not it's not it's not really a riddle like, at all. what does tim have in his garage that he doesn't want in there oh it's cats a bunch of cats it's a bunch of cats just a bunch of cats um so my my priming station is is currently inactive um baron strucker arnum zola human torch bully captain america and nick fury and the howling commandos are all assembled okay they're not primed nor painted um, I am terrified to go into the garage where those cats are, as I probably have uh, 16 to 24 Adeptus Mechanicus models, as well as Black Swan in there. Oh, boy. And I'm, I'm, I've, I've convinced myself they're broken. Yep. Oh, they're, absolutely. They're, they're done. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't want to go in there and acknowledge it. It's, it's, um, it's Schrodinger's Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've turned the cat on its head. We really have. Yep. Yeah. And the cat is now in control of the experiment, <laughs> which is just a, a position no one really I wants to like be in. I don't like that at all. Um, I know, Dan, one thing that he's been working on hobby-wise this week was Arnim Zola. And with the priming, he's trying that trick. I don't know how it's worked out. I have no idea the status of it. Yeah. Of putting a layer of Elmer's glue yes. on the translucent piece over the face and then priming it 
Don't know how it's gone or is going. No idea. I hope it's going well. Me too. Because his will be done probably, I would say, give it two to three years before mine will be. So, yep. so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to play it, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's been my hobbying stuff for the week yeah. is I, I, I was uh, down in my basement working out yesterday and was like, well, I could prime it down here. There's an intake to the air conditioner right there. Yeah. Like vents heat into our basement in the winter. So it like keeps pipes from freezing. And I was like, it's going to go right in there. It's going to spread throughout the entire yep. house. I still feel like I'm I'm going to. Yeah. Just but... bring it over here to Prime. So I was actually, uh, I asked Dan if I could yeah. just bring it over here to yeah. Prime. And then I was also asking Anthony of Beer to Drink Games out online if I could go over to his house in Prime because he's significantly closer and has a pretty sweet garage. Uh, he said, well, Tim, if you use code professional PCME, PCME10 at checkout, uh, you'll get 10% off your priming in my garage. But if you pre-order any priming, <laughs> like the is Sentinel- like scheduling ahead? Like, uh, and it yeah, kind of is. Yeah. Similar to the Sentinel Prime MK4, which you can get on pre-order right now over at Bearded Dragon Games Online for an automatic 15% off with no code. Then, yep. then yeah, you can come over and prime them. So, make sure if you head over to Bearded Dragon Games down online, whether you use a code to get ten percent off of any model or you're pre-ordering one at fifteen percent off, make sure in the comments you let Anthony know that you are on your way to his house to prime models in his garage. Mm -hmm. Oh, the real MVP of mine and Taylor's game, though, yeah, uh, was the baby because Anthony's baby was there and like oh, it was Leo. not on camera, but people could hear him. So Leo was truly the MVP of that game. Ah, oh, that's awesome. People just, loved it. You got to get him started young. I know. And well, and, and shout out to Anthony who taught his kids to be deadly in the Pokemon trading card game mm -hmm. at a young age. They are no holds barred. These at, kids. While we were at camp this past year, we were in the, in the Adirondacks and I was bullied into playing a game of Pokemon with, with his son, his, uh, his, his older son. Yes. He's uh, what, like six? I think so. Five or six. Yeah, he's like six years old. He let me pick a deck out of many pre-constructed decks. There's so many decks. And he picked a deck as well. He picked what was, he said, a level three deck. And I said, I want to play bug Pokemon. And he's like, there's some bugs in that one. It's level one now. And I didn't believe him. I was like, whatever, kid. I'm going to yeah. trounce you. Yep. Uh, there are massive differences <laughs> between level one and level three decks. Let me tell you. I was throwing Weedles at all sorts of like mega evolved Charizards yeah, right? and like legendary Pokemon. I'm like, I don't, oh man. I didn't realize this was going to be such a problem. So my, my end result in that game, I won. Okay. I, I conceded right before it ended because I, I, I made an attrition strategy and it worked. I effectively did the equivalent of, I'm just going to use Metapod and cast Harden every turn. Uh, until he runs out of cards because oh, he's no. drawing them faster than me. If I deck him, I win. Right. Because it's not going to be on damage no. and it's not going to be on knocking out his Pokemon. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I tried to paralyze him and sleep him every turn. All right. Uh, just to waste turns because he was drawing all sorts of extra cards. And I was like, all right, he's drawing six yeah. a turn. I'm drawing one. Solid strategy. I just got to do this for yep. 30 rounds. On a long enough timeline. And he'll uh, he'll deck himself. I always like the game of attrition. Right. I like it. And especially when it's your only option. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because um, you're not gonna lose to a six year old. No, gosh, no, nope. Mm -mm. Listen, I beat. I played Super Smash Brothers against my son a whole bunch, 
uh, until he won. And it took him, I, I mean, well over 100 attempts yes. to get that first win. But he got a Nintendo Switch when that finally happened. Yeah. I also wanted it because I wanted to play the new Super Smash Bros. Right. But it's a win-win. It is. But I guess uh, to bring it to back on point a little bit, some new cards came out this week. Yes, the Sentinel cards. The Sentinel cards. Or at least two of them. There might be more later. At least, I, I mean, there very well could be. I would assume so. This looks like these are just the cards from the Sentinel Prime MK4 box, CP160. We have two here. The first one being online and operational. Uh, the art for this, too, is rad as heck as it has Master Mold sitting in his Master Mold chair. Yes. Making a whole bunch of more Sentinels. This is a Sentinels-only Tactus cards. It is an active as well. Sentinel Prime MK4 may spend eight power. Eight power? To play this card. But wait till you read this effect. Okay, okay, okay. Choose an allied injured, that means flipped to the injured side, Sentinel MK4 within range three of the Sentinel Prime MK4. The chosen character removes all damage, all special conditions, drops all objective tokens, and flips his card to the healthy side. That's your spending eight power to get yeah. a healthy. A brand new. Oh my God. Fresh out of the box Sentinel. For eight power. Oh, it's got that fresh out of the box yeah. smell too. <laughs> it does. Oh. Um, one of my hopes is that the Sentinel cards will come with a, um, like kind of like a Febreze or like an Axe body spray so you can spray that new Sentinel spell. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, you want you that to last as much as possible. And we, we already kind of know that it's actually pretty easy for the Sentinel Prime MK4 to get power. Uh, he is his builder is a range three strength five energy attack that you can spend additional power to have more dice. Mm. So not only can you normally refund that three power that you're probably spent to making that a uh, an eight strength builder, uh, but you're probably getting it all back plus some yeah. on the flip, as well as getting two additional power at the end of his activation. Yeah. Yeah, so it would not be hard to get eight power on this guy. Really? Yep. Yeah, it really should not be. So um uh, in addition to that, the Sentinel's affiliation ability being whenever you daze, uh, daze, not KO, but mm -hmm. daze an enemy, um, you can split up its threat in power amongst your team. Wow. So this should be a pretty power generative um, affiliation, making eight power not... That's not unattainable. Not a hill, really. That, that's it's, attainable. It's really just, <laughs> right? <laughs> Contractually speaking. Contractually speaking. It, it should be pretty easy to pull off. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, one absolute I listen I have some Mario Kart stories I'll tell you what that just happened over the last few days I'll tell you what next week uh, we are going to be doing another episode of the cleanup phase after Wait Did I Roll a Wild Dope. which is our Patreon only show which will take place right after Wait Did I Roll a Wild I'll have some oh, real good Mario Kart stories there but Danny yes the other card that came out mm. under your skin under your skin has an incredible uh, favorite of the network uh, on the character art of Cassandra Nova. Oh, giving out love some her orders. What does under your skin do? All right. So this is an unaffiliated reactive. When you include this card in your squad, choose one non Sentinels affiliated character in your squad. It is now a Sentinels affiliated character. Mm. If your squad is using the Sentinels affiliation, when the chosen character is deployed, it gains a Nanite token. After all characters are deployed, discard this team tactic card. 
the character with the nanite token gains the flight and immunity poison bleed superpowers because that's what the sentinels have right that immunity that's and it doesn't cost anything it doesn't cost nothing just one tactics card in your squad that's it it's just under your skin and i mean we know how i don't use tactics cards right that might be one i would actually use mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. all right so not only do you get flight not only do you become an automatic six threat character as you are now immune to poison uh, you now also count as part of the Sentinels affiliation. Now, as far as we are aware, right now, there is not a massive benefit to being counted as part of the Sentinels affiliation. Unless you're trying to bring in maybe a bullseye to help fill out the squad as a whole, and you're okay. bringing maybe one of the, uh, the, the, the lesser Sentinels. Mm-hmm. My expectation is that there will probably be cards and the sentinel mk4 box that has to do with sentinels affiliated characters maybe a new cassandra nova card maybe a new cassandra nova model what right with a nanite with with so many nanites just under your skin everyone knows that the only way to stop cassandra nova is bleed in poison yeah um yep so now she finally has it and she has flight as well, uh, assuming that she has nanites. Uh, did she have flight before? She did, yeah. but you know, whatever. Uh, whatever but now she's immune to bleed and poison. She is. Cool. Everyone says, what do you do to Cassandra Nova? She has fast healing one. There's no way to get around that. Yeah. You put bleed on her, make it cancel out. Now she's immune to bleed. Yeah. Guess what you're doing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nova. Oof. I so, like that. Outside of the shtick of the show, of every uh, character that's immune to poison sh- should be. Six threat. Yep. <laughs> um, my hope is that in the regular Sentinels box, there's there's a little bit more to flesh this out. There mm-hmm. should be something really cool about making a character affiliated with the um, with the Sentinels. But I also like it thematically. The story it tells is you have those nanites in there. You're becoming an Omega Sentinel yourself. You know, you're yep. part of the team now, and it's not necessarily your choice because mm-hmm. you, you got little you got little robot bugs in your blood. Mm-hmm. And we know that AMG loves the storytelling aspect mm-hmm. of this game, so it's mm-hmm. not just in there by like some kind of coincidence. Yeah. I completely assume that there will be something in there that that adds to the the rationale and the benefit of that, yeah. and really will just flesh out that story that they're telling. Um, as far as characters that you want to see narratively infected with a whole bunch of little metal bugs that will now have flight, that's and that's that's the part that I really like about this. I think of about uh, you know a whole bunch of long movers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebula with flight, mm-hmm. Gamora with flight, yep. long movers yep. being able to just fly right up over and over. Yep. Any Gamora type of building came to mind for sure. Yes, over any type of uninteractable scoreboard that's mm-hmm. just thrown into the field. You know what I mean? You can get over it all. Yeah. Maybe I want to stab myself in the eye. <laughs> Stupid scoreboard. <laughs> I'm salty about it. Yeah, no, I feel like that's so... It's really interesting. And yeah, if you think about it... So if you're going against like Midnight Suns, right? Blade, where they're going to want to put bleed on you as Ooh. much as possible. You get some of your people immune to bleed. I'm just saying. I think it would be foolish if you know you're playing... A Sentinels list. Yeah, it would be foolish to bring Midnight Suns because you know, but but you never you don't know if you're running Midnight Suns, you are more committed to Midnight Suns than your opponent is to Sentinels. Mm-hmm. It's only three models. Yeah, maybe four if yep. you're bringing Cassandra Nova. Yep. I mean, they could be running potentially two or three other affiliations. Yeah, based on what they have left, there's yes. a lot of wiggle room there. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I think that's a hard card. 
to try to work around, but maybe you're playing uh, Terrigen Mists. Maybe poisons are going to be everywhere. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? You know? And then it's no longer an issue for you. It's no longer an issue. It's very interesting. I oh. have thought about that interaction with uh, with Midnight Suns, trying yeah. to put a bunch of bleed out mm -hmm. there. Yeah, pretty sneaky, sis. Uh, one Absolute does say, oh, great point. Uh, this card doesn't let the character count towards affiliation before you determine if you are affiliated. Okay. So this won't help you make the Sentinels gotcha. affiliation. So you still have to have that core of Sentinels first. But will okay. help play Tactus cards afterwards. For sure. So I think that, that, that there has to be other Tactus cards coming yep. that, have, that deal with being Sentinels affiliated. Very specifically. I, I mean, okay. I feel like that ruling on it almost guarantees it, which yeah. is super rad. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so who is the character that you put those Danites on? I don't know. I mean, like you said, Gamora, I want anything with a long move that can yeah. get the flight. Um, who else do I play a lot? That would be great to have something like that on. I mean, like Domino gets targeted a lot with special conditions because she's such a pain in the butt. Yeah. She wouldn't be bad to put the Nanite on. What about you? That's a good question. So I think the characters that end up getting hurt by effects like poison. Um, I want to say like as guardians, you know what I mean? Yeah. Throw that like anti-poison in there, mm -hmm. help them out. Um, any character where you just, you want to put bleed cause you're just tired of trying to deal damage to them. Yep. Um, lizard, maybe not one of the, but lizard with immunity, poison and bleed and now flight. Oh my God. I think he has wall crawler. So, and I think that's the trap, right? You think, well, I want someone to be a little bit more maneuverable. Right. I'll, I'll put flight on Venom. He has wall crawler. It's effectively the same thing. Right. It's you not really going to help him that. out at yep. all. Uh, so same with with Lizard. He already has wall crawler. The the counter bleed kind of helps out against the um, effectively one of the statuses you want to put on him to just whittle him down a little right. bit because he's very defensive and he has uh, tough skin. So. Yeah, I don't know. Literally anyone that's under a sixth threat, yeah. I think you put it on to make them a sixth threat immediately. In chat, Mitch is mentioning Nebula, who you mentioned before, and X-23, immune to poison. Wow, yeah. I actually like that a lot. And she's got that healing factor, too. Yeah, she does. Ooh, that's that would be nasty. Mm, I'm thinking about flight on her, too, mm -hmm. just because she's so, like, get her into position, and then she just murders things, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Rusty says voodoo. Yeah, voodoo's already immune to incinerate, which, I mean, why even bother with conditions if mm -hmm. they're immune to incinerate? Yep. But and then uh, add immunity to poison and bleed and flight. And Does he already play. have flight? Does he have other immunities too? Is he like immune to hex or something? Voodoo. Hoodoo? Let's look. The bait. Yeah, hex and incinerate. Oh my yeah. gosh. So if you get him immune to bleed and poison, he's basically won't take a special condition what are you gonna do stun him who cares or like what's the root yeah you could put the old root on him so root's still really good against him because he yeah. has a lot of um uh superpowers that he wants to be able to use yeah and making that cost more is really funny uh i <laughs> i played against a uh uh someone that we met uh at our what if event here mm -hmm. the other week i played against uh boom ttfn which i believe is boom tata for now ah. um but uh, he runs, and I believe he did this in the What If event as well. He runs Loki and Groot on Avengers. Okay. So he gets the Loki tax, making all your superpowers cost one more. Mm -hmm. And he runs Groot, who can apply Root 
as Avengers for only one power. Oh my gosh. So when you are rooted and Loki taxed, oh my gosh. every single ability that you could possibly use costs two more. Body slide by, by one for cable now costs four. Wow. Stupid little things that cost zero. Mr. Sinister using a genetic token to get rid of a special condition goes from zero to two. That's wild. Anything that's a zero on there or is a reactive that's usually uh, relatively inexpensive or one, once turning to threes is massively that's detrimental. That's really huge. You expect to be able to use that constantly mm -hmm. and often. Uh, nice punch on Juggernaut being one. Oh, yeah, I'll spend one to block the one. Now it's three. It's like, that's this it. is dumb. Yep. And this is stupid. It. And it's so interesting, like the the balance in the game mechanics, right? Because yeah. the, when they made these characters and they made the cards in that way, they they accounted for, all right, this is going to be like a cheap thing to really get the momentum going. Yeah. And then when you debilitate it like that, like your hands are tied. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much less that you can do. And you really have to weigh, do I want to do that or do I need to wait? Yeah. Man. Well, and even with those conditions on there with Loki tax in play, you still just think I can do it. Well, OK, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to spend for. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Oh, man. Now it's costing man. me four to reroll some dice or it's costing me four to parting shot or even charges. Yeah. Like Thor's charge being five oh, power. Oh, God. Still That's so much power. That. Oof. But yeah, it's nuts or my gutsers. Um, in addition, if you attack into Loki in that particular setup, then you're not rolling crits either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just Loki's great. Yeah. Uh Loki with the mind Loki doesn't even need the mind jump. No. Uh, I don't think. No. All right. No. Let's get into the 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 meat and potatoes of what I was thinking about for this particular episode. Yes. We got confirmation a little while ago that the Thunderbolts movie is both real and is going to happen. Um, as far as the characters that are currently announced for that particular thing, well, guess what? I've already gone off of the page and the picture that I was looking at to say what it was. But if I were to pull it back up with my new silent mouse, you would never know. You'd never know. The characters in the MCU that uh, we are already looking at being involved. We have Taskmaster already in the game. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Also, love Taskmaster, one of my favorites. We have Winter Soldier. Also, guess what? In the game already. One of my favorites. So we have two out of the MCU versions uh, that are already here. In addition to those, we have Yelena, who I think we all really want mm -hmm. in this game. Yes, absolutely. Red Guardian, recent release for yep. MCP, already in the game. So three out of the, what, seven uh, on that like front picture poster for yeah. the Thunderbolts, already in the game. Yelena... Everyone wants. Yes. Hands down. Right? Yep. I feel like she would just be a more fun Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So I, I, I very legitimately think probably a uh, a three-point version of the two-point Black yep, Widow. That's I don't what I was thinking. She, yep. I don't think she's a redo of Agent nope. uh, Widow. Um, but yeah, I think she does her own thing. And she's probably a little bit more of a beater. Would I, be my guess. I would assume so. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I love that. And then we have Ghost, mm -hmm. who would be super cool. We've seen some kind of phasing mechanics with both Vision, uh, Red Skull, Master of Hydra, as well as Vision, where there could be some really cool mechanics there. It'll Probably. be interesting to see the phasing for yeah. sure. Yeah, I like it too, where it rotates back and forth, that it works like Super Giants, right? Mm -hmm. Where if she takes physical damage, uh, if she's in that phase, um, it's always only one. Yeah, but maybe being able to switch it to energy as well. Right. Because she kind of had that unstable phasing mm -hmm. stuff back and forth. Uh, super dig that. 
And then outside that, it's a U.S. agent. Yeah. And we almost have like a perfect model for, for uh, did I say winter agent or U.S. agent? U.S. agent. I, okay, good. Yep. I, I was you, hoping you had to it, say right? U.S. Yeah. agent. Uh, if we <laughs> see um, a U.S. agent in game, you know, I think he'll play a lot like Bully Cap, mm-hmm. uh, except his shield slam uh, kills people. Um, but outside that, <laughs> as far as a leader for the Thunderbolts, traditionally... MCP bases its stuff off of the comics, mm-hmm. not off the MCU. Correct. If there are crossovers there, if, if the MCU has bled into comics, uh, sometimes we see uh, some, uh, whatever you call it, uh, inspiration yep. from that. But overall, they've they've uh, trended heavily towards like the 90s X-Men or particular areas of, uh, of certain comics. From across the Thunderbolts runs, um, they have had some incredible leaders. Yelena, one of them mm-hmm. at one point. I think very realistically, she could and probably should be the leader of the Thunderbolts if they do end up enacting that as an affiliation yes. in this game. Some runners up that could also easily very take the, uh, uh, very much take that place would be Moonstone, who is one of my personal favorites, mm-hmm. as well as Songbird, um, all of which have led the team at one point. Yelena, I think, is the strong suit, big step forward. She's dead center, right? In the poster for the Thunderbolts movie. Yep, she's going to be very recognizable. She'll, yeah, I think that she's front runner for that. I I do too. And and I think she was the leader in one of the most recent editions of the Mm. Thunderbolts before they got into um, Red Hulk and Agent Venom, Deadpool, Ghost Rider, and Elektra, I think, was in that group. But yeah, I mean, Yelena. Would be bomb. I'd be so happy. First question. Because she could potentially be a leader, do you see her as a three threat or a four threat? I like the idea of her being a three threat and just being like a beefier Black Widow. I do think that traditionally what we've seen in the game, if she's going to be a leader, she would probably be a four. Mm -hmm. I don't see why that would have to be like an absolute, though. Yeah, like, I think she could be a three threat yeah. and be the leader for sure. I think they can make her a beater like mm-hmm. the new bully Captain America. Have her a four threat, be a leader, uh, give her martial artists, give her stealth, give her a lot of that thing that makes her super defensive. Yeah. Almost like she has a vibranium shield, right? She maybe She's counting blanks maybe a little bit further away because she has a super stealth. Mm-hmm. In the comics, she had this really cool like three uh, green eyed like siphon filter um, night vision goggles. Ooh. So maybe okay. she could get through stealth and get through line of sight and like a whole bunch of stuff. She could be like, you know, a tactical deploy, like a real like you bring her in there as an assassin. She's yes. there to take someone yep. down. Yeah. Maybe getting an ability similar to uh, Nick Fury Sr. and the Howling Commandos where maybe they can deploy late mm. uh, significantly further up the field. That would be really cool. Right. Especially that would as be a, a cool mechanic. Too, like yes. from behind yep. type uh, wet work stuff would be. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then I hope if there is any MCU inspiration, we see it in the modeling. And I hope that she has a vest with a lot of pockets. I also hope that she you know? has a vest with a lot of so pockets. So cool. It's, it's been a hot minute since Cable came out, right? We need another model that is overladen with additional pockets. <laughs> so many pockets. Um, And as Rusty says in chat, yeah, I believe Zemo did 100 percent run the original Thunderbolts and led them later on under the moniker uh, Citizen V. Okay. As well. 
after he reformed and was like, you know, who could be a better American symbol than uh, Baron Zemo? Right. Just moving up Decked the alphabet, up in the, in Right. The flag Going from attire. B to B. Yes. I, I like that a lot. That was really exactly. high pitched, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much you like it. I, it is. Um, but yeah, I, I super dig that. And Zemo could absolutely uh, be a, a leader of this at some point. I don't think mm. they'll go that way. Though, in some of the recent Hydra stuff, there have been new tactics cards that specifically describe Baron Zemo interacting with those tactic cards as Helmet Zemo mm. over Baron Zemo. Okay. So maybe we'll see a new Helmet Zemo under a Citizen V moniker or something yeah. along those lines. That would be cool. Um, but when I got introduced to the Thunderbolts, it was in the run uh, leading up to Dark Avengers. Moonstone was the field leader of the of the team, um, taking on uh, effectively to the public the Captain Marvel role. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had stolen the Moonstone from somebody, what Danny Moonstar or something like that. I forget who it was. I'm gonna oh, please correct me in the chat or in, in the YouTube comments. But had energy projection, had all sorts of like mental deal, you know, mess with people uh, powers. She was awesome. Uh, she effectively yeah. working for Green Goblin at the time, who was Harry Osborn disguised as not disguised, but playing um, Iron Patriot. Read some repurposed Iron Man armor mm. decked out in the American flag to lead this uh, Dark Avengers team. It's so cool. But she was awesome. Constantly both sabotaging the team for her own benefit, constantly sabotaging Norman Osborn for her own benefit. She was an awesome character that really played up that like Loki, uh, triple, quadruple, quintuple sabotage uh, vibe. Uh, I think she could be a really cool alternate leader to Yelena as well. Um, And just looking at some of the stuff about her online, like she could be a blank slate for for AMG as far as like what abilities they can give her because she's listed as so many different she can fly she can become intangible she can project laser like energy beams Mm -hmm. um she can uh have the uh gravitational forces so she can move and manipulate matter stuff like that she can generate miniature black holes like there's so many different things that that she can do that they can really, if they're looking at this affiliation and they're wanting to round it out, yeah, they could just use her. Like, what are we really missing? Boom. There you go. She's the swinger, right? Yeah. She's the Scarlet Witch that comes in there with just an absolute mm-hmm. treasure trove of different abilities that has an answer for everything. Yeah. Is difficult to deal with, but probably, you know, whatever it is, has, has some major hang up that maybe she's super power hungry, mm-hmm. uh, which would make total sense there. Yeah. Um, or is a slow mover or, or has weak attacks, but she has ton of battlefield control. Um, Moonstone is uh, absolutely unequivocally one of my favorite characters. I would love to see her in a Thunderbolts affiliation, in a Dark Avengers affiliation, and potentially leading this group as an alternate leader as well. Yeah. Um, the third one I wanted to talk about, and this is the one I know the least about because most of my run with... <laughs> <laughs> Most of my run with Thunderbolts was uh, Mac Gargan Venom, um, Bullseye disguised as Hawkeye, uh, Iron Patriot, Dakin, uh, one of my favorite characters, uh, and it's super, super predominant in Marvel as well as being a very forward LGBTQ character as well. Uh, would love to see him disguised as Wolverine or just as Dakin himself. Uh, really rounding up. We really need four Wolverines. 
Yes. Um, and we know another Wolverine is on its way in that Sabretooth Wolverine Rivals pack. So we really need a fifth and to bring in Dakin. Mm-hmm. And then a sixth as Dakin disguised as Wolverine as part of the Dark Avengers. Yes. Um, you need that versatility you, for sure. <laughs> you really do. Uh, but Songbird is one out of the team that was leading into the whole Dark Avengers storyline. Mm-hmm. So she was there for when uh, I first started reading uh, Thunderbolts. But didn't stick around for the long term because she kind of got pushed out by a bunch of people actually wanting to be villains disguised as heroes. Right. Instead of heroes that had been classified as villains. Yes. And from what little I do know of Songbird, the story there that I always really, really, really heavily enjoyed was she was actually a reformed villain trying to help other villains do the right thing. And I've always loved that. I'm just trying to actually do what's best. I am typecast as as a villain or yeah. as something evil, but I'm actually putting in the work and I'm trying to help other people do that as well. Granted, constantly um, taken advantage of, mm-hmm. um, but really always, always dug that kind of storyline. Yeah. Um, but we'd love to see her as an affiliation leader. Yes. Well, super cool. And looking at her traditionally in the comics, number one, one of her aliases, uh, a notable alias is Screaming Mimi, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Yep. Like, okay. Um, she's rumored to be uh, played by Sadie Sink, who played Max in Stranger Things. So that would be super cool. Wait, what was that? She's rumored to be being she will be played by Sadie Sink. Rumor. Wild speculation, because that's what we do here, Tim. Yeah. We wildly speculate. I was completely unaware of this. Yes. That's, I like yes. that a lot. Maybe by Sadie Sink. And Sadie Sink so cool. played who in Stranger Things? Max, the redhead. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm locked in. Super cool. Um, in addition to having these vocal powers, right? Because that would be like the go-to. She would have some mm-hmm. kind of like would energy, sorry, energy, like yeah. projection kind of she thing. She can make like force fields or something like that too, I feel like. Yeah, and like different levels it's talking about, like um, different frequencies, right? So low C frequency causes low level anxiety and shortness of breath. G causes severe headaches and fatigue. A can cause blindness, right? So like throwing special conditions on people because you have this super ranged attack. Um, and in addition to that, it says she was a former wrestler and she was extensively skilled in hand-to-hand combat, used wrestling techniques, as well as trained by She-Hulk villain Titania. Hell yeah! So Sounds like we're already locked in! It's all full circle! Okay. All right. So I was super unaware. I thought that was a long shot character. The fact that there's already rumors about who might play her, yes. love it. Yes. Second, uh, a Thunderbolts movie just got announced and we're already getting rumors about... Who might be playing Songbird? Mm-hmm. Super great. Yes. Also linking her to a character that's in the recently released uh, Disney Plus show. Yep. All right. Yep. I'm getting real hyped about that. You might as well start picking your color scheme and planning for when you get to field her in the next three to five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of my interaction with her outside of the, the early Thunderbolts that I read, and not early Thunderbolts, I know that's not even early in the Thunderbolts, whatever. But my uh, relative early Thunderbolts reading uh, was she was in the, uh, it wasn't Avengers Assemble. There was um, an old series of games for the GameCube and PlayStation 2 called X-Men Legends. Mm -hmm. That was like an RPG statted uh, four player kind of Diablo grinder uh, that was really super fun. And then they made an Avengers one that I think was called, I want to say Avengers Assemble, but I know that's not it. But Songbird was in one of them. 
Okay. And the big thing about that game was you could have team attacks. Deadpool mm. was also involved in that. And I remember like in the trailer, there was a team up between uh, Songbird and Juggernaut where she could use one of her low frequency things and would put this massive pink force field over Juggernaut. Yeah. They would just let him run into things even more and Incredible. harder without uh, without taking damage or anything in response. Ultimate Alliance. Ah, I'm glad you're here, man. Thank Chat you. is the best. man. Yeah, it really These is. People, we love you guys. Um, and yeah, that game was was rad as heck, and I had a whole Thunderbolt storyline in there with affiliations and stuff. So it was it was super dope. Yeah, dude, Songbird's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, so out of those three, are there any ones that you're particularly would be pulling for as potential leaders for the Thunderbolts affiliation? Uh, I think Yelena is makes the most sense because she's yeah. the most easily recognizable. But I also think that Moonstone is a great contender. Just because of her personality type and her personality yeah. type and the way in which she got her power, mm -hmm. she seems like, you know, super manipulative. She seems like she just kind of falls into that like narratively as a leader. Yeah. More than Yelena. But I time will tell, man. Well, and it's one of those things too, right? Where we've seen it with um we've seen it with Brotherhood. We've seen it now with the new Hydra affiliation, where a really good spot to be in is having a, a lower threat leader and a mm -hmm. higher threat leader. Mm -hmm. If Moonstone was, say, a five yep. and Yelena was a three, having two different affiliation leaders with two very different ways to play. Yeah. Um, Moonstone maybe being more about moving your opponents around and battlefield control while Yelena being uh, I don't want to attribute her or, or liken her to to sin and her affiliation with cabal but something a little bit more subtle about being able to secure objectives or mm -hmm. get objectives off your opponent or something along those ways yep. or just that uh that wet works deal right having an almost like cable affiliation where you get in there and if they're holding an objective maybe you get some type of re-roll or you get an extra dice on your attack because they've done the re-roll if they're holding objectives with, yeah. uh, with uh, shadowlands daredevil but being able to add some type of um objective retention yeah. mechanic to there yep. and then have Moonstone be all about battlefield control, I think is yeah. a great spot. And I think we've seen too, like AMG is completely capable and they do a really good job of adding that versatility piece to the different affiliations so that you can really, depending on your play style, mm -hmm. you have different leaders that who can apply or who can appeal to yeah. the type of play that you want to have. I love that versatility and I, I can very much see that being a thing that happens. I don't see why it would, right. you well, know. And this could be one of those things too that's that's a really cool hybrid between Avengers and Cabal. Mm. Uh, the Thunderbolts has had a, a long run with lots of people in their yeah. grouping. As far as characters that are already in the game that we have, outside of the people just on the poster for the movie, yeah. including uh, Winter Soldier, Red Guardian, and Taskmaster, we have Punisher, Ghost Rider, Deadpool. If they end up doing a Red Hulk, Red Hulk was a leader at one point okay. as well. Electra's been in it. Um, Baron Zemo, Juggernaut, Venom, uh, Bullseye. I mean, it's just it's it's a huge list yeah. that could really kind of have a nice blend of some X Men, Ant Man. Uh, very specifically, uh, there's been a bunch of different Ant Man. Uh, Scott Lang, the Ant-Man that's in the MCU and the one that's in the game, was a member of the Thunderbolts at one oh, point because okay. he's a reformed criminal. Yep. Cat burglar turned uh, superhero. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you have an absolute massive pool to pull from there. I think that would be one of the huge, huge, huge um, 
affiliations that you could really do a lot yeah. of cool stuff with, with a lot of really nice, um, different leaderships. And maybe that is more of a versatile leadership. Maybe it's a card. Whoever's leading the team this week, you know yeah. what I mean? Make yep. it like a convocation. Style. Oh, I like that. Um, I like that a lot. Make it versatile, make it fun. Yeah. And every one of those teams had a very, very, very different vibe too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rusty Paints, uh, Luke Cage and Crossbones were, were there as well. Wow. That's huge. Like looking just the characters who are already in the game. Mm-hmm. That affiliation is going to be bananas. Well, and I think, too, it's it's all about the story, right? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. the, the redemption story being super cool. I mean, we've seen Juggernaut in certain universe versus becoming a monk and right. just like yeah. taking the, the path of uh, of uh, nonviolence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just incredibly cool stuff you could do there. Axel Bullet in chat gives an example uh, right out of the bat. Love that of the wet works of, of like a, a Thunderbolts wet works uh, affiliation, where if a character attacks a character contesting an objective or holding an asset, the attack gains wild pierce. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That is different. Mm-hmm. It's tactical. And make sure your damage is getting through without just a, a simple reroll, but actually yeah. denying them uh, their successful defense. Yes. Yeah. I like that. That's actually super cool. Yeah, I super dig that. Uh, well done. That's very cool. I like that. That's very flavorful. Yeah. Well, and 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 just different enough to be exciting because you know there's only so many ways you can do uh, do a reroll. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But adding it to be a trigger as a negative reroll for your opponent, unless they're playing Daredevil, obviously one of the the strongest characters in the game, because uh, mm-hmm. his blanks always count as successes. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, uh, so Ravensguard, good point as well. Cable's leadership is already currently called Wetworks, so Cable ruins everybody's fun. Cable, right? Who the heck is that? But Danny, yeah. The last thing I just want to touch on very quickly, okay, is the Everwinter event. Yes, one of the last LVO qualifiers of the year is going to be mm-hmm. p- taking place in Boston on the weekend of December tenth. We will be there to stream it. We will also, over the next few weeks to few months, be giving away raffle tickets for their massive, massive, massive raffle. There is most likely going to be some heavy MCP prizes in that raffle pool. We will be giving away a number of tickets to it. Three lucky winners will be getting 10 raffle tickets each. Wow. You have to be in person to redeem those. So... If you haven't already, there is a massive benefit to booking and buying your tickets for Everwinter early. You, o- you Not only do you get a discount on the tickets, while there are still rooms in the block, you save like $100 off the room. Wow, that's awesome. So between the discount on the ticket, by the way, you do not need a general admission ticket to get into the event as a whole. You only need what event you are playing. So you okay. kind of save an additional amount there. You're saving uh, potentially, you know, all of the Sentinels <laughs> yeah, in savings by yeah. booking early for that. Uh, the place to go for that, I believe, let me just confirm this and I'll put it in the show notes of the, um, of the podcast episode. If you're listening to that or watching it on YouTube, it will be in fact right down below, but uh, why aren't you coming up? <laughs> All sorts of other stuff. Tim's doing a non-secure search on uh, my uh, home internet. <laughs> 
All right. So it is called the Everwinter Event in Boston. See, this is this is why you need links. It's sometimes uh, difficult to spell correctly. Uh, it comes up really quickly if when you, you spell it right. When you yeah, when you remember yep. that there are two R's in Everwinter. But if you go to <laughs> WickedDicey.com, you'll see all of the events um, that are going to be up. They're going to be running stuff for AOS, 40K, Blood Bowl, X Wing, Marvel Crisis Protocol, Malifox, Legion, Infinity, and a whole bunch of painting and hobby uh, and hobby competitions as well. Um, head over there. Check it out. Get signed up. Get your tickets early. We want to make sure that the MCP event for this is going to be huge. This yes. should be the biggest uh, MCP event in the Northeast. Let's make that happen. Brian Watson, Obi Watts, uh, from around uh, that we've seen on the network, has has TO'd a bunch of events that we have been at as well. One of the best TOs that I have personally met and uh, been able to to work with, um, Tim Simpson and um, Mr. Tisdale. Tisdale. Mr. Mr. Tisdale, Tisdale. as well. Uh, <laughs> highly, highly, highly ranking up yeah. there. But he's going to be running it. It should be uh, a pretty awesome event. Yes. I know Dr. Dylan Dyer oh. is going to be at the event, whether he's playing MCP or not. You'll probably see him on stream at some point. Yay. Um, this should be awesome. We're going to try to bring as many of us as possible. So make sure to get over there. Wicked Dicey. Um, sign up. Get your tickets. Let's make this an awesome, awesome, awesome event. Um, but like I said, three people will win 10 raffle tickets each. One person will win 25 tickets Holy for crap. the raffle. I want that. Um, we'll have more details on that as time goes along. But listen, if you're playing Infinity, if you're playing 40K, if you're playing AOAs, make sure you're heading to Everwinter this December because we'll be there too. Come hang. Come hang out. We'll probably... Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be making a couple larger announcements as well as we're going to be having some really cool stuff rolling out. We'll also be giving away some of this very cool new stuff at Everwinter as well. It'll be one of the last times you'll be able to see us streaming or in person before LVO in January. And this is an LVO qualifier tournament as well. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, LVO. If you haven't gotten that 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 pass to some of the later rounds, because every tournament you go to is just steamrolled by the uh, Montreal Shark Tank. Mm, Listen, for real, they'll probably be here too. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. So get ready. Oh, <laughs> uh, yay, Rusty! Come and introduce yourself. Oh heck yeah! And if you're coming, make sure you let me know if you're a hugger or not. Yeah, I'll give you a high five. We don't have to hug. It's fine. It's uh, we were so close to Rusty for so long. <laughs> At uh, the tournament we went to in Derry, New Hampshire, the, mm -hmm. the LVO qualifier there. And we just, we simply didn't get the time that we wanted to have. Yeah. One. But. So come to Boston. So come to Boston. Get some dunks. Yeah. Everyone loves dunks. Dunks. I was listening to the radio. Uh, this is a very, tan very long tangent. Okay. Not, uh, I'm sorry, not a very long tangent, but a very out there tangent. Okay. Um, Here going a little over time on Wait Did I Roll a Wild. Listened. To a morning show on, on my way into work sometimes. Okay. In uh, the Massachusetts area, there is a Dunkin' Donuts that closed and has created a ruckus. Oh, well. As the two yeah. other Dunkin' Donuts within 1.5 miles of it have become overladen. Oh, I'm sure. With customers yeah. that were going to the other Dunkin' Donuts, but, but closed. it closed. Yeah, what do you do? So there are people that are being inconvenienced three to five minutes every morning. With a new 
influx. I can't do it. Of, of Dunks customers from a completely different Dunks. They yeah. don't even know what this Dunks is all about. Yeah. Which one do they go to? Right. Do you and hope? Like, yeah. Yeah. How do you choose? And also those baristas aren't going to know your order. No. Nope. They don't know you. Nope. It's a different Dunks. And now they're overwhelmed by all these new Dunkertons. Yeah. Just trying to run on Dunks. Because that's what America runs on. That's what America runs on. Dunks. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. But as always, <laughs> make sure to check out Dan and I playing some Marvel Crisis Protocol live this next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, live from Bearded Dragon Games online. Wednesdays for Taylor's Hobby Hangout, where he's putting together usually a whole bunch of my stuff. <laughs> Typically, yeah. Uh, he's been doing some, some actually incredible work on uh, corset uh, terrain. Uh, today in one of the group chats, looking at some um, propaganda. Oh, yeah, I saw that in the group chat. That's fun. I like a good bit of ganda. Propaganda. 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 Um, We're big fans of geese, right? And ducks on this network. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) When those ducks become very professional, when they get their degree, Mm. when they get a good job, um, some might call them a propagander. (laughs) I wondered where that was going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the old sentinel, but make sure to check out professionalcasual.com if you want to uh, read, maybe even look at a whole bunch of words that a bunch of us wrote about Marvel Crisis Protocol. We have blogs going up on the regular about not just Marvel Crisis Protocol, but some other games from some of the podcasts around the network, including some Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay written yeah. by our own Dan Cole, just in case that uh, you weren't sure which Dan it was. We've got to get some more Dans. We, we're really kind of... Uh, Two's not enough. It's not. Never enough. Is there another name that starts with Dan that does not end in annual or Aniel? Our college friends, when I was pregnant with Lily, tried to come up with all all of the Dan names. So oh, like Danica is one. Danica. We Dan need a Danica. A Dandelion. A Danwell. Yep. Um, a Danicus. I think Danicus is probably a word. For sure. Danithy. Deriving from Abacus. Yeah. Yep. Abacus. The Latin derivative. Um, but yeah, professionalcasual.com. Check out all the blogs, all the other stuff. We Danny runs an incredible uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast called the Lost Omens Podcast. It's true. The, the Patreon as well. We really can't thank you guys enough for supporting us there. That allows us to be able to do... <laughs> The well feather bottoms. Thank you, Rusty. Uh, the Patreon really allows us to to be able to travel out to these conventions, provide coverage for it, as well as uh, record. You know, six nights a week, like we do. Uh, and you'll get access over there to not only the Discord, which is just absolutely one of the best curated communities, I feel, on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll also get access to additional full shows that are only on the Patreon for Pathfinder 2nd Edition with the Slithering. That's one that I run. Danny's a player. Dan is a player. We got Ben and Taylor in that as well. Uh, Settling the Southlands. That is a homebrew by Dan for the Warhammer 4th Edition actual play uh, community. It's very good. Danny and I are in that as well, mm-hmm. as well as Jess, who uh, maybe you're not unaware of because you haven't been checking out that show. There are a couple free episodes of both The Slithering and Settling the Southlands up over on the YouTube as well as the video version of every one of this show right here, Wait Did I Roll a Wild, and the live streams from Mondays on Oh Yeah, The Power Phase. Um, in addition, if they become a patron member next week, 
they'll have access to the cleanup. Phase. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I can't believe it. I was going to forget about that. Yes. Damn Stick it. around for the cleanup phase. Uh, and the cleanup phase, Patreon only show. There's uh, currently once a month. We the Episode two will be next week. And this is where we talk some real behind the scenes stuff that's happening uh, around the network. We get into the nitty gritty of some of the stuff that happens at events and conventions and tournaments, as well as uh, our, our real behind the scenes hot takes about yep. what's going on. You'll also hear a bunch of stories about something I said earlier that I should probably remember. Oh, Mario Kart. Oh, Mario Yo, Kart. Mario Kart. Friendships get ruined they during do. Mario Kart they and Mario really Party. Do. Yep. And the place to hear about yep. that will be the cleanup phase. Mm-hmm. If you missed episode one, you can check it out on the Patreon at any level, even the $1 tier. Oh. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get access to a whole bunch of stuff, the Discord, and every episode or every video episode, at least, of the cleanup phase. So, guys, as always, stay safe. I love you. And thank you for being our friend. And as always, a massive shout out to our professional cake sitters and our kink ding doppeldongers. Yes. Including Rusty. Nope, not Rusty. Because <laughs> uh, he's up on the chat. <laughs> he just popped up. So yeah. I read your name. Um, now my mind is drawing a huge blank. We have Rob. Bastion. Leroy. Bastion. Cider drinker. Cider drinker. Bearded Dragon Games. Bicon. And Bicon. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate the support. And honestly, we couldn't do it without you. Um, thanks much. Yeah. I love you all. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also... Streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.